we allow them, they can slowly and silently stop the heavy load off you. So this morning, I want to think about how can we live a life beyond Jesus? You know, even though we grapple with difficult issues, don't have to live with them too long and quickly. Now, if you're exploring faith, you're so, so welcome. You know, I hope it's really helpful what I'm going to share with you. I do want to share, say a couple of things up front. The first is that I'm just going to be speaking in general. If there are some weird things, if there are things that you're really struggling with, we can point you to some people that can really help. So do come to us and we will help you with that. And the second thing is, I want to urge you not to tune out the moment. You know, even if you're not one of those that are feeling fearful and scared and everything, it will affect the people that you love. So Please, you know, please listen. Are you with me? Brilliant. So Psalm 27 is written by David. David was the great king of Israel. He was also the shepherd boy, the one who protected his sheep from wild animals, from bears and lions. And he even protected himself when Saul thoroughly speared at him when he got drunk. He saw and experienced fear, but he also experienced a life beyond fear. Psalm 27 verse 1 starts like this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. In other words, David puts the Lord first. And we don't know exactly when this psalm was written, but David had enough frightening experiences in life to talk about. Normally these involve wild animals and flying fears. But, you know, if I'd have written that psalm myself, it might have sounded a little bit different. I'd have probably been like,
that we find ourselves in the worrying about our days, our future, our finances. Daddy gives the strength to make prayer to end in the context of today's conversion. Let's think for a few minutes about the Lord as our light, as our salvation, and our stronghold. Firstly, the Lord is my light. Another psalm that David wrote, choose to walk into them, 
I think that's a sensible thing to do. But my reliance is on God. I rely on my faith on my God. So when I wake up in the morning, I want to choose to read the Bible. I want to choose to pray before I comment on the social media feed and scroll through what's going on in the news. I choose the Lord of my life. And I'm choosing life daily to put the Lord first. Now thinking back to David, his life was
Um, my wife passed away because it stopped working, so we were reliant on my very, very small person. We were incredibly worried about things, about looking after our newborn baby. And I felt such a pressure from one in our family. And eventually, due date, because it also means that other children get to rely upon us, they did. And David did not. And the first thing we did was we talked about our children. We decided that firstly, even though we had nothing to do, we started by giving them very small toys. We started putting them in play. So the first thing that would come out of our bank account each month was our giving to the church and to our local girls' church. You know, from that place of brokenness and vulnerability, I was messed up at that time. I found it really hard to give up my own responsibility and everything. But, you know, God really provided for some incredibly difficult circumstances. You know, for a while we didn't have a bed to sleep in, and someone gave us money for a bed. Our car was written off on one side of the street today, but God provided. As we placed our trust in God as our stronghold, He is God. For as David says in verse 5, in the day of trouble, He will keep you safe in His presence. Today is a good day to put your faith in Him. To put your giving first. And if you want to sort that out, there are details on the tables on the side of that. And if you're really struggling um, with your finances right now, we can provide some new funds to help. You know, we run um, manage, money management courses regularly um, by tax for people who are struggling with money. We'd love to help people in that area. But maybe you're sat here and you're thinking, it sounds okay, but it's not for me. Maybe it's just something for everyone else's. But I believe that the reason that God is always trying to move us from this kind of theory, this theoretical idea, into experience. From something, you know, your mum or your grandma has taught you about God for years into your own personal journey. You know, the reality is that the journey from our head to our heart, just about 18 inches, is the longest journey look at that psalm again, five times in verse five, David says this, the Lord is my rock, personally, he's my salvation, he's my stronghold, whom shall I fear, whom shall I be afraid, this is personal, David's not talking about somebody else's God, he's talking about his God, his life, his salvation, his stronghold. And if he is my life, if he is my salvation and my stronghold, then whom shall I be afraid of? You know, we can learn facts about God. Perhaps you learned lots about God when you were a child at school. But that is not knowing God. You know, lots of people know stuff about God, but they have not had a personal experience with God. This isn't about the person who has sat next to you and brought you along. This isn't about your grandma who's been praying for you since the day that you were born. This is about you. Today is the day to surrender, to shake off this fear and to experience the perfect love that only God can give. You know, it's one thing to talk about what you've done for other people, 
It's another thing to talk about knowing the Lord and His ways. And it only becomes certain when we spend more time with Him. When we're creating space in the room for Jesus to do His work in us. So moving on to verse 4. David says this, He says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. I wonder what you think about when you're alone, when no one else is around. What are you thinking about? If I ask my boy about him and how he is, some of our other lovely neighbors may do that too. The Savior is in the room. And I believe that faith gives us this stillness of heart. David's mind is fixed on one thing. When I, going back a few years now, when I was being taught to learn about the drive, the most helpful thing that I was told when I was driving that is the one thing I still remember. You know, when you're going through a gap, don't look at what's in the driving, look straight ahead through that gap. I've never clipped a wing on a yet, so don't be diligent. You know, if I was to ask, um, if, if I, if I, you know, when you're kind of fixed on the thing ahead of you, what would you say? If I was to ask you, what was the one thing that defined your purpose? What will be said about you? What are you going to be known for? Are you going to be someone who can always be relied upon to have an opinion? About having X number of followers on your Facebook social media platform? Or being someone who loves the Lord with all their heart, soul, strength, and mind? David says,